This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5 snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! oh are you serious? Slam jam back! Get ready for the NBA fucking contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and probably the best dressed man in McPherson today. You're wearing the same thing I am. Exactly. Mr. Steve Sell. Okay. We didn't plan on this. No. But Steve and I are looking good in some red bullpup gear, getting yeah. ready for some more games tonight. Steve, I think it looks even better on you. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a much better looking red for you because of your olive-toned skin. I am Italian. I'm a, I'm a little too pasty. I am Italian. A little too pasty, and so it's not quite as, as good of a look for me, but I think it looks really good on you, brings out your eyes. It's you're, amazing. You're looking good you know, over you, there, Steve. You, every day you talk about what I wear. And now I have people say, well, I, I want to see this shirt he was talking about on there. <laughs> now people are even scrutinizing what I wear when I show up to games. That's the good thing. they got to keep you on your toes, Steve. Well, they're still, I think you were running around with nobody still, supervising and you for a long time. And they're still t- calling me the godfather. I mean, I walk by and they're going, hey, godfather. Mamma mia. Yeah. You come to me on this day of the Mid-America Classic yeah. semifinals. Oh, and you ask me to perform this for you. For you and your family. I am not the godfather. I think you I'm should not even the, the godmother. Godfather. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I hope you're not the godmother. Yeah. <laughs> I still think you need to corner in on the Italian hangout restaurant business. Well, you're gonna go get some Italian for lunch today. No, I already had lunch today. But next week, I I'm, I vow I'm gonna be up there. And now, how this. many weeks has it been since we did go and eat lunch there? What two weeks? Well, three, maybe four. No, I haven't been that. And long. Steve said, "I think I'm gonna start going there all the time." Well, how many times have you been? Well, but look at the. Schedule we had the last. <laughs> I thought two. you were going to say just, weather. I'm like, let's right down nah, the street. <laughs> no, nah, the last two weeks the schedule's just been too. It's, it's been a wild schedule. Yeah. Steve, speaking of wild schedules, we had a long day inside the roundhouse yesterday. The Saw cold some house. Very, yeah, it was gonna, very. I'm just going to start calling it the cold house. The round cold house, cold roundhouse. It was cold, but it was a good day of basketball. Game number one and game number two were not entirely competitive with Olathe South winning 51-31 to over Valley Center, and then Manhattan really putting a beating on Wellington, 81-51. Then our third game, although it was a competitive game, it was the opposite of high-octane. It was 29-24 to at 53 combined points, right. which is the second lowest point yeah, total Yeah, it is not ever. the lowest point total that has been written in several places that I've read today, but it is the second lowest, I believe. 
ever. The, the previous low was 51. And it still is. is the low. Well, right. The, the low is 51 in a tournament game, which is not a lot of points. But 53 is not a lot of points yeah, either. Yeah, but you have to remember in that 51-point game, it was Mount Ridge and McPherson in the championship game and Sue Hetsky at Mount Ridge. Knew she couldn't run with the Bullpups, and she thought the best way to, to uh, have a chance to win that game was go to like a four-corners delay type game. And I remember the Roundhouse had about 2,700 people there that night. And they were just screaming. Tridger Nation, the entire town closed down. They were there. Mount Ridge, that's the bad thing about not having Mount Ridge in the tournament anymore. Tridger Nation, man, did they support that tournament. They just shut everything down. The last one out, turned the lights off, and, and everybody showed up. And I'd like to see Coach Vance Unrau go join the student section. You remember when Bruce Pearl would do that at Tennessee? Oh, yeah. They'd go watch Pat Summit play, yeah. and Bruce would – Paint his chest orange and be standing well, there in the front Van, row. Vance would be in the middle of everybody and they'd all be rubbing his head. That's what I think he needs to start doing. Oh yeah, yeah. It would be it would be fun to see him do that. But a good day of basketball yesterday. Here's the way the bracket has worked out. The three o'clock game will be Valley Center taking on Wellington. The four thirty game will be Wichita Southeast, who the Bullpups beat. They will be taking on Dodge City. Then at 6 o'clock, Olathe South of Manhattan. That's going to be great. Hey, you need to get out for that 6 o'clock game because that is going to be a tremendous game. And, of course, the big question is, is Kyle Wilson going to play for Manhattan? Right. She was injured late in the uh, third quarter of their first-round game, and she is an absolute powerhouse. And without her, I don't think Manhattan can beat Olathe South with her. I think Manhattan can beat Olathe South. That's just going to be a great game. Coach Strathman was talking to me yesterday and going through the scouting report for all the teams in the tournament. And when he got to Manhattan, he was talking about Kaya Wilson. She's a six foot one post player, and he said, of all the players that we will see this year and have the chance to see, she is probably the best back to the basket player. And what he means by that is somebody that will be playing as a natural post player, take a pass from the outside take a drop step and try and score, opposed to maybe just a big player that can shoot from 10 feet. Speaking of post players, before we dive back into McPherson, Kennedy Brown of Derby right. is the first ever girls basketball player in the state of Kansas to represent the state at the McDonald's All-America game. So I, I if, can't that's, if that's the how, one how team McPherson... Jackie Styles not get? Jackie Styles. I don't know. Jackie Styles led the United States probably in scoring her senior year. She ended up being the all-time leading score in college basketball. She went on the WNBA and did not play in the McDonald's game. Lori Legend should have played in the – I mean, Lori Legend, Lori Kane. I mean, she was good enough to play. She ended up, you know, being a big-time college player, played in the WNBA, played overseas. Taylor Robertson. She T probably could have been a McDonald's All-America game. Yeah, T-Rob. But let that sink in that the one team the McPherson girls have lost to this year have a McDonald's All-American on the team. And McPherson could have won that game. Right. So, as we dive into the Bullpups last night, as they took on Wichita Southeast, they won 67-39. to And the word that we have repeated over and over and over again since the end of this game is balance. Ten points for Lakin Schieferich. Eight points for Riley Hett, as well as Maggie Leaf, as well as Cassidy Beam. Cassie Cooks had eight. Seven for Andrea Sweat. You had two other players with five. One other player with six. And maybe not just in terms of points balanced, but look at the minutes that this right. team played. The person who played the most minutes was Lakin Schieferick, and she had exactly 20 minutes. Right. So not all that far over, just half of the game. And when it comes to these opening round games, you want to keep everybody fresh. You want to give everybody 
as much chance to rest before they have to play two more very competitive games this weekend, and they got to do that exactly last night. Let me ask you this. Let's hear it. If you took the Bullpup's second team, the bench from last night's game, and that was our basic seven players that we played. So you're saying those seven. Those seven. What place would they get in this tournament? Ooh. Well, I think they would have won yesterday. Yeah. As long as they weren't probably playing Manhattan. Right. They would be a very tough team in this tournament. (laughs) And, and, And that's the luxury, and that's the beauty of this team, is, yes, the starting five is very, very good. But last night, even though you see some of the point totals, the starting five wasn't great. And I'm saying by their that, standards. Right. I'm saying that they were not great. And this team scored sixty seven points. Right. Because the bench, on nights where the starters might not be their best, they're able to step in, and this was probably the bench's best game of the season. Oh, they scored thirty points. And I'm telling you, you know, every one of those players that comes off the bench is very capable of starting and the bullpups wouldn't miss a beat. If one of them had to go in, even two of them had to go in, they would not miss a beat. This is a team, 1-12, to they may have the best roster of any team in Kansas, 1-12. through Right. Because all 12 can legitimately play. There are some better 1-6, through 1-3, through right. maybe even a 1-8 through eight that's right. better. But it would be hard to find very many. I mean, even Bishop Miege last year, as we look at that team, who was very, very good. One through eight, maybe they were about even. But one through 12, for sure, McPherson had the edge. And you could see that late in the championship game last year. You look at even Derby. They really only go seven deep. Yeah, they're seven players. It's just very remarkable. And I hope people can understand how good this 12 is. And I was talking to some other coaches and some other people in the area going into the year and said, this is going to be a strange year because there are going to be two people on the bench and there are probably more, but there will be at least two people that don't start for this team that would probably start for 95% of the teams in and the be, state, if not more. And be their best player. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't tell me that who's first off the bench generally? Grace, Grace Pyle, Pyle. Grace Pyle, Andrea Sweat. You can't tell me they wouldn't be the best player on about almost everybody in Division Three of ABCTL. They would be the best player almost. I don't know about circle, but they would at least be the best or second best player on those teams. And that's the great part about this team is last year, I think there was so much attention on Taylor and rightfully so looking at what Taylor's been able to do that maybe everybody kind of forgot about what was happening with the rest of this team and the way this team was developing. And maybe we didn't pay enough attention to the three freshmen that were in the class last year that are now sophomores that are eating up big minutes at the varsity level. That's Grace Pyle, who, like you mentioned, first off the bench. You throw in Cassidy Beam, who might be one of the best shooters on the team. You throw in an Emma Mom as a point guard. Emma Mom was having a great game before she hurt her ankle last night. But when you throw in that class, plus this junior class that was a sophomore class last year that was a big part of winning a state championship, this team is so deep. And a lot of that is because they've all had to play a lot. Where you look at somebody like Lakin Schieferich, she has played a ton of minutes and is halfway through her junior year. Right. She's played a ton of games, made a bunch of shots. Riley and, she, and she's not even halfway through her junior year. And Riley Hett's Riley played a ton Hett's. of minutes. She's a senior, but she's played since she was a freshman. 
That's the beauty of this team. And I think that's one thing that separates them from other teams going the rest of the way. And I know we're talking way ahead into the future, and we should narrow it back into this weekend. And they get a Ulysses team tonight that, let's put it this way, they don't score very well. Right. They have struggled to score the basketball in the six games that we've seen them over the last calendar year inside that building. Now, the one game that they did not struggle was against Hayes in the sub-state opener where I think they scored 55 or 59. But they can't score. But last year in the Classic, they really struggled to score. The Bullpups held them to 22 in the sub-state final. They scored 29 in a win yesterday. This is a team that doesn't score. And sometimes that is a hard recipe to win against the McPherson team that can score at will. I will be gobsmacked if Ulysses scores... 40 points tonight. I will be. I just think the Bullpups' defense is just going to harass them from the opening tip. It was almost like Coach Stradman was saying, let's just stomp on the gas. Let's play faster and faster and faster. And that it got Southeast so sped up. They were bouncing balls off their heads. I mean, they were getting hit in the face with balls. The pace was so fast, they couldn't keep up. Now, they were a pretty good, you know, defensive team, and they still gave up 67 points. That shows you how fast this McPherson team can put up points. We said it on the broadcast last night whenever we were keying up and and starting the broadcast, talking about how last year, the weekend that really changed this McPherson team, in a lot of ways, was the Mid-America Classic. And a lot of ways, it changed this team because Mandy Cooks got back into the lineup. That was her first weekend of playing again. So that was a big part of things changing. But the other thing is they learned they can beat teams like Olathe South who have been a pesky nemesis that continue to beat them over and over again. They learned that they can turn around and beat those teams. They learned that they can beat the superstar and the Division One talent like Christiana Carr of Manhattan. They learned a lot of that at this tournament last year. And this weekend, I think we'll see some similar things if they get a chance to play in a championship game against either Olathe South or Manhattan. Now, they'll play one of those teams, whether it's in a championship or or in a third-place game. But this is a weekend that they have a chance to prove to themselves we can beat the big dogs and prove to other people across the state that they can do the same. I had a really tough read on Olathe South. First quarter, I I said, boy, they're pretty good. The last three quarters, man, did they struggle. But they have got a lot of players – they're very long. They're very good defensively. Now, they're not a great shooting team by any stretch. That's why I think this Manhattan team can really shoot it. They've got four or five girls that can – they had four or five players, I believe, in double figures last night. That's going to be a great game. Again, do not wait until the 730 game to come out. If you want to see some really high-level basketball, this is a, this is a basically a Class 6A state tournament game because both teams have been in the state tournament a lot lately. And that's it's going to be a really good battle. Like I said, I was before the tournament. I said late the South, but after watching the teams, if Kyle Wilson's healthy, if that was just a tweak last night, I think Manhattan wins. I was running some numbers earlier this morning, Steve, and looking at McPherson, Manhattan, and late the South in this tournament. And in eight of the last nine seasons, one of them has played in the championship game of this tournament. And in seven of the last nine seasons, two of those teams have matched up with one another, whether it's right, the three McPherson, teams Manhattan, really, McPherson, Olathe, the South. The three schools have really dominated the tournament the last few years. And then you get into the run that McPherson had of winning championships, 
And in almost every championship game of this tournament, it's been McPherson, Manhattan, Olathe South. Right. And there's a reason for that. Because these are three extremely good programs. And have been good for a long time. Right. They're great programs with great coaches that continue to find ways to win. And that is why it's so important for McPherson to host a tournament like this and be able to bring in this type of talent. Because whoever you get out of this mix tomorrow, whether it's Manhattan or Olathe South, you get better. And that's the most important thing in going forward. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, the Chiefs made a new hire at defensive coordinator. The news broke a little bit after the show yesterday. We'll talk about that hire next. Listen to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. <laughs> that was not the version of this song that I wanted to play. But back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, either way, a little Clapton in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Mr. I was, slow hand. I wasn't expecting a slow acoustic now, version you know, of the song Clapton's by Love. Of, he's in my top ten all the time. Who else is in your top ten? Jimmy. Buffett. Hendrix. <laughs> Skinner. Wasted away again in Margaritaville. Freebird. <laughs> Got got to have some Skinnered in there. REO, are they in there? Oh yeah. Got oh yeah. Marshall Tucker Band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sticks? Are you a Sticks guy? Uh, no. No, 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 not a Sticks guy. I, I can listen to it, but they're not my top. Who Kansas, else? Kansas. Oh, near the top. Dust in the wind. Yeah. Beatles, of course, are number one. Hey Jude. Oh yeah. Look at you, Steve. Oh yeah. You're branching out. Top oh. ten, baby. Oh yeah. All right, Steve. The new move that was made by the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, and we have been waiting on them to make this announcement, and had a feeling that it would be coming up here pretty soon, is they have announced their new defensive coordinator. And this is a hire that I like. And so far, I think it's been pretty positive. And that is that the Chiefs have hired Steve Spagnolo to be their defensive coordinator. And him and Andy Reid have some roots back in Philadelphia. But Spagnolo is probably more known for being a coordinator for the, the 2007 Giants. Giants. Right. When they won the Super Bowl. Right. Now, he had a couple of stints as a head coach, and they weren't very successful. Didn't have very good teams, but he they didn't give him very long either. So, But I think he's the right fit. And we talked a little bit about Rex Ryan yesterday, and there are reasons that I didn't like Rex Ryan as a defensive coordinator with Andy Reid and with this team. And one of them is Rex Ryan had been such a high-profile head coach. And he still is a very high-profile coaching figure. And in terms of... But you don't hear his name for jobs anymore. Well, besides this one. Yeah. But if you were saying, okay, who were some famous coaches from the last 10 years? Rex Ryan's up there at sure. the top. Because sure. he, he's got a brand name, identity. He's been around. He's a little quirky. He's weird. His dad was a legendary coach. Buddy. Everything about him. Buddy boy. That Rex draws all this attention. Yeah. And I think one thing that Andy Reid doesn't like is to give up control. And attention. Right. He does, I think Andy Reid was thinking, this 
all the reporters are going to be interviewing him all the time. It's going to be and basically asking him about feet. Basically, yeah. Basically, what it comes down to is Rex Ryan would have been too much of a distraction for what Andy Reid wants to get done. Andy Reid is a no nonsense. He's a nuts and bolts guy. He's a blue collar, roll up your sleeves. Whereas Rex, you know, he likes to put on your sandals and yeah, let me look at him. Yeah, and and you know, he's he's a pina colada probably type of guy. He's a Jimmy Buffett yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a Jimmy Buffett guy. And he likes the limelight. That don't fly in KC, man. That don't well, fly. When Andy Reid, typically with his assistants, as you've watched them go through his tree per se. Yeah. It's a lot of younger guys that are still working up. Right. He doesn't take on a lot of projects, even like Steve Spagnolo, that are yeah. guys that have been head coaches before coming back. A lot of his coordinators are more like a Matt Nagy, who is now the head coach of the Bears. They're more like a Peterson, right. Doug Peterson, who's now with the Eagles. Right. It's more like that where it's guys that are on the rise right. instead of guys dropping all, back into a right. role. He doesn't... He wants guys ascending instead of guys descending. And right now, Eric Bieniemy, another guy that has oh, yeah. been offered a ton of jobs. He will probably be a head coach when when the usual eight to ten guys get fired after next season. He'll be one of the new hot guys. Bloody Monday. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and he'll be one of the guys that's going to be hot, you know, because Kansas City. I can tell you right now, they'll put a ton of points on the board again next year, assuming Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hurt. Did you see him? With the video of him hitting the golf balls yesterday? No. Are you familiar with Top Golf? No. You don't know what Top Golf is, the driving range company where you have the balls with the technology in them to tell where you're hitting them and they can no. give you points? No. They've got them in like every big city in the country. Well, okay. anyway, the balls will sort of shoot out. It's just like a driving range, but you're elevated, you're up on an upper story. Okay. And you're hitting into a driving range with a big net. And they were rolling these balls out of a chute. And as the balls were rolling out, Patrick Mahomes would swing the club back and pop them as they were rolling toward him, which is not very easy to do. No. And not just hitting the ball, but just exploding off of the club. Yeah. Now, Steve sometimes has a hard time hitting the golf ball smooth when it's sitting there on a tee. And Patrick Mahomes looked like he had teed up his big Bertha driver on every shot. You think Patrick Mahomes won any of me at Turkey Creek? Bring it. I bet he could outdrive you. Well, he might be able to do that. <laughs> I don't but think my that's cunning too terribly and, tough. But my cunning and guile. I think you might much. be able to get him at Turkey Creek. Oh, yeah. That's one of the few things I think you could beat him in. What else do you think you could beat him in? Trivia. Yeah, I bet you could. Yeah. I bet you could beat him in presidents. Who is president number 19? Number 19, Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, Lemonade big, Lucy was a big, big Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's take one more break, preview what's coming up over the weekend. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KVBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, are you ready for a long weekend inside the roundhouse? Well, I get a little easier night tonight. Oh, that's right. Coach Kinnaman. 
Coach Kinneman will be guest, filling in for you. Guest color commentator. He does it every year during the semifinals. I, uh, I step aside and, and let him uh, actually improve the, our product greatly. That's true. Because he does kind of know a little bit more about basketball than I do. I wonder what he's been been focusing on in his research and preparation over the last year. Oh, exhaustive research. Always I give him a year in between every yeah. broadcast, and I know he's been honing his skills, and I'm sure he's been watching The Illustrator and Dick Vitale and, all the, and Fran Fraschilla and really taking some pieces and saying, no, I'm going to use that in the broadcast. I, I wonder what angle he'll What's go he gonna to. What's he going to take from what I... Uh, probably not a lot. Okay. I, I I would like to see him start embracing the Dick Vitale role a little bit more and start going, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> if he said, are you serious, in that tone with a little Northeastern accent, too, yeah. I think that would be but You know, Vitale and I are probably somehow related. He's a Paisan. That's true. I'm a Paisan. <laughs> so we probably are related. Somehow. You and him with the olive... Toned skin. Well, he's I'm a lot darker than he is. Now he lives the dream in Tampa. And I just live. I don't know if there's a dream, but <laughs> I just exist. Well, speaking of college basketball, before we dive back into the Mid America Classic for the weekend, the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Ooh. First, Steve, let's look through these matchups. Then I want to get your prediction for who's going to win okay. or tie okay. in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. First game. We'll, we'll, we'll work from the bottom and then get back up to the marquee matchups. Vanderbilt against Oklahoma in Norman. I like Oklahoma. Vanderbilt, though, they really played look, Tennessee tough. And I, and I think that game took a lot out of Vanderbilt. I think that'll help OU. OU probably wins very a close game. West Virginia at Tennessee. Tennessee's been playing everybody close recently. Yeah, but they're number one in the They've country. They've got the number one on their back. West Virginia doesn't have enough scores. Okay. How about Texas at Georgia? I'm not very impressed with Georgia, but it's at it's at Georgia in Athens. Yeah, give Georgia the advantage just because of the home court. Florida at TCU. Uh probably Florida. Florida's been okay. TCU's been a disappointment, big disappointment. Well, they're 14 and four. Jaden Fisher not playing that really hurts. Alabama at Baylor. Um, uh, Baylor's really they're good. They're both 12 and six. Baylor's really good at home. I, I wouldn't be surprised Baylor wins that one. Iowa State at Ole Miss. That's a top 25 matchup there. That really is. I like Iowa State. I, I think they're a fun team to watch. I think Iowa State pulls the upset. Game of the weekend, Arkansas at Texas Tech. Well, <laughs> I got to go Texas Tech. Just yeah, I would too. Yeah, I would not bet a lot of money on the Razorbacks. Because your Arkansas Razorbacks haven't been any good in any yeah, it's, 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 it Don't remind me. All right, the two last games, Kansas State taking on Texas A&M and College Station. I love the way K-State's playing right now. I think they pull off the victory. And then Kansas going to Rep Arena to take on Kentucky. Is this Kansas' chance to make a huge statement with a win, or are they going to crumble in Lexington? Splat. Ooh. Kentucky wins by 10. Now, I wasn't keeping track with how you picked here, so I'll give you another chance and, and give me another total. So you're betting on every game. It's on the record now. Yeah. But... Who wins the SEC Big 12 well, Challenge? Well, I don't know. Add them up. Well, I wasn't keeping track. Well. There's 10 games. I think it was about 5-5, five and five, to be honest with you. So you're thinking about 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. Pick one. Who's going to go 6-4? and four? SEC. Ooh. Taking the SEC over the Big 12. See, not, everybody that ever says Steve Sell's a Big 12 homer, I'm, I am he's not, not. I'm not impressed with the Big 12 this year. I'm just not. All right, rest of the weekend at the Mid-America Classic, Steve. We've got, let's just go with the championship rounds. 
Starting off tonight, Olathe South taking on Manhattan. That game will be at 6 o'clock. That is a championship semifinal. Who do you like in that game? Well, I just got to see if Kyle Wilson if Kyle Wilson plays Manhattan. If she doesn't play, we'll like the South. The other championship semifinal match will be between McPherson and Ulysses. You taking the Bullpups tonight at 7:30? No contest. I think the Bullpups win this game handily. I just Ulysses can't score enough to stay with them. Uh, and I said it before: if Ulysses scores 40, I'll be real surprised. So if we get a McPherson Olathe South matchup. How do you like the Bullpups' chances? I have the Bullpups winning whoever they play. I picked them before the start. I really I, – I love how this team gets after it on defense. The shooting can come and go. But the way they play, they play so fast, it's like putting a team in a vice and they're just kind of turning that crank, you know, kind of slowly. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they crank it a little harder. And then all of a sudden it's just – and the head pops off. Who will be your Mid-America Classic Tournament MVP? Wow, that'll, that's, that'll be tough because um, if I had to pick one person, probably Lake and Schieffer. That'd be who I would guess you would pick. Because she's just she always seems to be the glue that really holds this team together. There's not a lot of differential, or differentiating or whatever the word could be in scoring because everybody was hovering right. around seven or eight points last night. So... Steve, it should be a great weekend. 7.30 tonight, the Bullpups will take on Ulysses. If they win, then they would turn around and play at 7.15 on Saturday night. If they lose, then I believe that game will be at 5.30. So let's hope for a 7.15 finale tomorrow night. Well, that's I already have it booked. There you go. I like your confidence. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.